Welcome to the Vinyl Revelations podcast. I think this is episode number five or is it six? Six, I believe. Six. Well, we're, we're getting somewhere, Sharpie. Let's have a drink. Ching, 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 ching. Cheers. Cheers. So, it's, uh, guess what? It's a pissy rainy night. What else do you do on a pissy rainy night but drink and listen to music, I suppose? That's it, can't be bothered with TV, nothing really on, so yeah, the music collection gets a bit of a hit. TV's always propaganda, I think. Terrible stuff, but that's another rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sharpie, what were we listening to this week? Well, I've been listening to a few different things this week. I've been listening to a bit of Rammstein, uh-huh. and for a bit of just all-round silliness, a bit of Dragon Force. Funny you should mention Rammstein. I was actually listening to uh, Lindemann, um, which is the, the singer to Lindemann's sort of solo band, and it's quite sort of um, uh, exploitative. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's, it's really good, because I think they're uh, releasing uh, a live DVD from their concert in Moscow, um, but yeah, uh, I really like that album, um, and I love uh, Ramstein. I went to see them, uh, 2020's just sort of like disappeared, it, uh, I tried to pretend it didn't happen, so I think it must have been 2019, yeah, it must have been summer 2019 that I saw them in Milton Keynes. They're a must-see band, really, aren't they? Definitely. Aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. That stage set is yeah. something you must see yeah. before you die, really, isn't it? I've seen Dragon Force as well, actually, in Aberdeen. Yeah, I've seen Dragon Force on the Unholy Alliance. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, and they were great, great showmen, yeah. To be honest, I think Dragon Force is, is kind of like a, like, a, like a Japanese video game, kind of uh, mixed in a kind of like cement mixer with Iron Maiden. You yeah. Know? It's like... well, the guitarist was obsessed with trying to get his guitar sounding like video game noises. Oh, really? Finding a way of incorporating that yeah, in, yeah. into the music. Yeah. And um, he, he kind of managed to do that, didn't I he? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ridiculous. I remember the first time I hear, heard that was must have been about 2005, six. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? How fast is that? <laughs> yeah. So, Captain, this week... This week, yes. I gave you... You the, gave me a challenge. A, 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 yeah. a very much yeah. a, a musical challenge. And it is the most up-to-date album we've spoken about so far. I it was only released. Correct, yeah. mm-hmm. It was only released last year, mm-hmm. and it's Imperial Triumphant's Alphaville. Alphaville by Imperial Triumphant. Yes, mm. this was um, a very interesting uh, album for me. I was really excited uh, to listen to. It. I'd seen sort of pictures of the band, sort of you know, as you do, you're sort of sitting on the internet or you know, whatever, and you see those pictures of the masks and the the album artwork, and I was thinking. Yeah, that's 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 intriguing, you know. Um, so yeah, I was quite quite intrigued to to listen to it. So Sharpie, how did you first come to be acquainted with this band? Um, another podcast I listened to, um, that's not metal. Highly recommend it. But it's um, not as good as this podcast. N- nowhere near. No, nowhere no, near. no. Um, they reviewed this album, um, and they try and review as broad a spectrum of mm. rock and metal. Mm-hmm music as, as, as they can, particularly new releases. Mm. So this was one that popped up um, just prior to, to release last year. And it sounded, by their descriptions, so crazy mm. that I was instantly intrigued by it, by what they were describing, mm. this avant-garde sound with jazz and yeah. death metal, and thought, what does that sound like? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Stuart, uh, give the listeners a, a flavour of, of, of what this album sounds like in your own words. Yeah, I think, well, for if you haven't heard uh, the album, definitely check it out. Um, it, I would, the words I would use is cinematic and um, um, kind of, cinematic in the in the sound escape sense of the word it really is like um a movie soundtrack to me like a, a like an orchestral sort of soundtrack if you can imagine taxi driver with that kind of like beautiful jazz uh, melody which is sort of you know is a sort of like a, a, a third character but if you imagine that third character is slightly schizophrenic or has like severe bipolar <laughs> disorder and it 
merges it, it, it jumps between I wouldn't say jumps it, it, it flows between um, very soothing calming jazz and quite uh, dissonant uh, very dissonant and very um, uh, aggressive kind of classic sort of I was going to say classic black metal sound but I would say like this sort of um, because, well, I'm, I'm slightly going off track here, because the sort of black metal, when I say that, I always think of like this kind of Norwegian bands that sort of sound like they've recorded through a toaster, you know, and so, but this sounds much more professional and much more like big sound, but it has that, it's not... Uh... I think the problem possibly with, with those albums that you're referring to mm -hmm. is the production quality mm. is can be so poor, yeah. and like you said, recording a biscuit tin yeah, yeah. in the bottom of a shed. Yeah. Uh, in a forest kind yeah, of yeah. thing, whereas the production on mm. this is there's a warmth mm. to this very very yeah. heavy album. Um, the production quality is is almost crystalline yeah. in in parts, so it's a very layered sound, and it takes very good sound equipment. Mm. To listen to 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 almost get the best out of this album. So if you put this album on headphones, you'll hear depths yeah. and layering that yeah. you maybe won't get through ambient speakers and and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's just start with basics. So there's there's three members of the band. They're right? a trio. Yeah, trio. They're yeah. a trio yeah. with so, guest musicians. Yeah. Right. Ah, so there's there's guest. So you've got the drummer. Yeah. And then there's a guitar player. Yeah. And then I think there's a bass player. Bass. That's the basic band. But That's this. Uh, album has kind of like uh, jazz trumpets and sort of like um, orchestral vo vocals if, if I remember rightly yeah. one of the tracks and uh, I'm sure there was piano yeah, piano yeah. as well so yeah. that, that's guest musicians yeah uh, right okay yeah um, so when you when you when you said that this was something we should listen to I was uh, like I saw the pictures and the artwork from the uh, the can't pronounce his name, but he's a Polish guy, and he did the artwork for one of Ghost's albums. I mean, it's a stunning piece of art, just sensational um, and engaging, and you could look at, and you really need to have it as a um, a vinyl LP because a, a CD cover or just a thumbnail on you know a, a music streaming site is is not does not do its uh, justice. And in fact, I didn't actually appreciate it because it's um, uh, what do you call it a uh, Bifold, gatefold. It actually folds out, and it's a double. It's uh, it's like a poster, and it's kind of like um, a bird's eye, uh, and a simultaneous bird's eye and worm's eye three point perspective drawing of a city in this kind of crazy, like Megatron type Chrysler building. I mean, the artwork is just sensational. I mean, what do you think about it? I th there's depths again. There's depths and layers. To the, mm. to the artwork alone. Mm. Yeah. So this is a visual element mm. that relates, mm -hmm. intertwines mm -hmm. with the music. Mm -hmm. um, so th there's a disorientating visual feel to the perspectives yeah. of the artwork. Yeah. And that relates very, very closely to the disorientating nature sometimes of, of, of the music, music it's, itself. It's, it's actually a very beautiful cover as well. Oh, absolutely. Some, some very heavy metal album covers are unpleasant and mm. a bit kitsch but yeah. this is actually a very beautiful yeah. cover and that again reflects the some of the lighter yeah. elements and mm. textures of of the music that's been been added through it you know there's it's black and gold so light and yeah, shade yeah. and it's a cross between sort of Gotham City and Fritz Lang's Metropolis yeah yeah and that's exactly it yeah. so this this band mm. The, the band themselves are a concept, so yeah. they take most of their influence from the city that they come from, which is New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some very striking architecture within mm -hmm. New York City. It's, it, it's a city of extremes itself. Yeah. There's the, the visual artwork mm -hmm. and the music itself, there's elements of beauty intertwined with you know a very yeah. brutal city um yeah i mean it, i've never been to new york but i mean we've all seen movies um about it and we can you kind of know the character through it sort of vicariously um but yeah the music does reflect that it. it has that kind of you know um 
uh, you know, uh, rich and avant-garde uh, part to it, and then it goes to that kind of brutal, seedy, uh, violent side. You know, you know that, you know, the, the best cities are you know kind of yin and yang. They have good parts and bad parts, and as long as they they don't, they're not too um, extreme in one side or the other. Mm -hmm. They can be really cool places, and I think um, the 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 lead uh, track, which is uh, what shall what was the song again? That was Atomic Age. Atomic Age, Age yeah, Excelsior yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's the one with the video of the t sort of taxi. Well, the Excelsior, the, Excel the taxi. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that um, that video captures the concept of this album and the the yeah just embodies it very very well. I think you know. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, check it out. It's uh, it's basically a, an homage to the movie Taxi Driver um, uh, with this music, um, and it's very well shot and it, it really. Uh, it's very well produced. It's it's, it's mm, a quality video yeah. pr film production, isn't it? Definitely. It, I think it's it almost looks like it's been filmed on film. It has that kind of like cinematic thirty-five uh, millimeter exactly, yeah, 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 kind totally, of feel totally, about yeah, it. Yeah. So I just was. Uh, before we move back onto the music, I was going to ask you about the masks. Do you know, like, so one mask has sort of like got kind of like bull horns, and one has sort of like, um, I don't know, even sort of like a sun god, and the other one has a sort of more traditional sort of crown style. Do you have, do you know any of the symbolism behind that? Or? I, I don't know the exact mm. symbolism behind it, but the band themselves mm. um, have taken motifs mm. from this, from the city yeah. um, and you know the band themselves are quite a striking look so black and gold yeah, yeah, and the yeah, bassist's yeah. guitar is gold what was it? the mm. guitarist's mm. flying V mm. has got a gold scratch plate oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. gold um, yeah, metal work like a flying V uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. so they want if they were just dressed in jeans and a t-shirt and you saw these guys mm. live their idea is that mm. an hour or so after the gig, you wouldn't be able to relate the visual element to the yeah, musical yeah, yeah, element, yeah. whereas it's such a striking visual mm. look mm. that the instant, mm. after see, hearing this music mm -hmm. and you see these guys, you can relate to the music mm -hmm. immediately yep. to them as a, as a visual entity themselves. Mm. And, their masks are, are 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 taken from the kind of architectural elements of yeah. of kind of Art Deco. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Eyes Wide Shut, actually. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say. So, uh, am I right in saying that this is this is the second album by this band? This or? is this is actually the fourth fourth album. But sorry. it's it's yeah. So the first two were sort of EP. Tickets. Well, but the the, the the there's a bit of. To and fro about this, but the band themselves, particularly the guitarist, who is, I guess, the main spokesman, mm -hmm. um, saying that he, of this, of this incarnation of the band, this is the oh, second okay. right, album, yeah, 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 yeah. and he kind of says in, in interviews that um, this al this band really only existed from twenty twelve onwards. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So they toured their first album and honed who they they are from that i have to say i'm kind of intrigued how they come up how they would come across live i i, I you know what i mean because the the well, what i would say about the music is it's um it's it's characterful but it's probably not it's not like um like ostinato or groove based, you know that it's it, it, the songs are quite they're pretty long and for the most part they're sort of six seven minutes long, and a lot of them for me actually having listened to it three or four times I it was I sort of struggled to find a kind of like what I would call like a um, a hook yeah you know um, and I just sort of wondered like if you go to a concert see Imperial Triumph Triumphant what would be the sort of mood motion of the audience would it be kind of like you know I, I could sort of imagine like a lot of people wearing black with sort of goatees and glasses and you know sort of wearing kind of necklaces, necklaces around a polo neck uh, you know sort of standing appreciating what's happening I'm not sure how it would be in terms of like kind of motion and grooving and that sort of thing I yeah the, this 
to me, they're more of a jazz band. And they are jazz musicians. Yeah. They're formally mm-hmm. trained mm-hmm. Um, jazz mm-hmm. musicians. And I think because of that, it would be almost like watching a, a jazz yeah. band where you're almost, you get lost in that moment of, of, of music. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, as, a, as a deeper experience yeah. in itself. I think like the classic way, like a like sort of like someone like Miles Davis or Charlie Parker or something like those, those sort of they would have like a kind of like a riff, you know, like a you know, you know, like so it's like take five, yeah. and that would be the sort of like the the hook for the song. And then basically, what happens in most jazz songs is that kind of you get a kind of like each member gets a solo, and it does its little thing, and everybody else sort of sits in the background, creates a kind of bed for them to do their things, and then once. If, if they're good, the whole thing sort of crescendos back into the riff and that's when everybody sort of claps, you know. I think this does though, and I think this is where this, some of the song structures are so mm. complicated and I think mm. repeated listens make this album mm. more rewarding yeah. because you're, your ear, you're, you're right, your you're ear as, as a music fan wants a hook, mm. but as a metal fan, mm. you hear a guitar and think, oh, yeah, that's where my hook comes from. Yeah, but not, but because these are jazz musicians, that's yeah. it's not necessarily the case here. So your ear then picks up other elements like the drums. Yeah, and depending which song it is, mm-hmm. sometimes it's the drums that hold this cacophonous noise yeah, yeah, together yeah, and yeah. ground it. Sometimes it's the bass mm-hmm. uh, with either riffs or. Mm-hmm. Um, runs with the guitars maybe doing something kind of completely atonal yeah, yeah but it's the bass tying it tying it down and yeah. and creating the that hook that lets you into yeah. the song so you, you've bit. listened to this album sort of like 10 to 15 times like you at said least, yeah, yeah. At so least. i'm interested how how and where did you listen to it i mean were you listening to it like when you were like pushing weights or like you know doing the dishes or cycling or yeah so just I mean I listened to it last night in headphones yeah and I heard different piano sections yeah. and things I've listened to it in the car back and forth to to work I've, yeah I've... it's quite I would say it's a sort of it's a sort of solitary type listen mm. you know it's not like sticking on Rob Zombie and everybody starts like jumping up and down yeah. you know um, this is not something you can have on in the background. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is uh-huh. this is a committing listen. If you yeah. want to, if you're in the mood for this album, mm-hmm. then you have this album on, and because it's so, it overwhelming with your, mm-hmm. it can overwhelm your senses. Mm-hmm. That you have to give that the music mm-hmm. that attention yeah. to process it. Yeah. I think um, you definitely, for, uh, it's a, it, I, I, coming cold into this album would be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a culture shock. I think you need to look at the art, artwork, but preferably like watch the, the video to that song, Alexelsia. I think that is really uh, quite fundamental to understanding what is, what is going on. I think if you just like, I mean, I could never imagine this being on the radio, but if, no. if, you know, if, if it was, you'd probably be like driving along or, you know, doing the dishes or whatever. And think, oh, that's quite a nice, you know, sort of trumpet bit. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly you're like, ah! Yeah. And then, I mean, if you like the jazz elements of it, I would then go into maybe listen to something like Thelonious Monk, where like you mm. say, there's a musical motif yeah. or, or a riff that um, is expanded mm. on and diverged yeah. on and it becomes kind of elements of mm. a, I don't I, I'm not in any way musically trained so I don't know what yeah. the right terminology is yeah. so th- there's elements of discordance yes. that like Thelonious Monk particularly uses um, but it's not overbearing uh-huh. in any way it's always around that original yeah. uh, musical kind of motif that, that he starts out on and the, the whole song is 
structured round. Yeah. Do you think you were um, like um, engaged by the band, by the, the idea of what they were trying to do, more than the actual music? Because what you were saying earlier was like it was a mixture of uh, jazz and uh, black metal or something. Yeah. The only reason, the only reason I say that is because um, there's two bands that, I, that, that listen to this that I kind of um, associated. Uh, they're quite different. So one is The Shining, which is a Norwegian band, um, and they had an album called Black Jazz, and every it was very for me it was very intriguing, and it's um, I find I think you should definitely check it out because the 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 main guy whose name I forget, he um, is the singer and I think, does he play the guitar as well? But he also plays the saxophone, and they play this very kind of industrial uh, sort of discordant type thing, but they stick the like the saxophone over the top of it, and it's it's actually pretty cool, and that kind of reminded me of of this but in a more let's say kind of more structured metal way and there's another band that I thought of which is called uh, uh, Boren der Club der Gore which is a German jazz band now this is jazz jazz but it's kind of like what they call death jazz <laughs> and it's very cinematic it's very sort of dark brooding and moody and it's more like kind of background music this is sort of somewhere in the middle with that thing but in both of those instances for me personally I was kind of intrigued by the kind of the description of it and that's what led me to hook into it if you know what I mean so the black jazz and death jazz <laughs> yeah I think hearing the reviews of it and what other people are saying about it, it, it it's just so unique mm -hmm. that there's not met any mm -hmm. other bands that sound like, like yeah. this so it's I, it's always rewarding mm. to find a unique sound, yeah, yeah. a different sound from yeah. from stuff you've you've got in your music mm. collection, and to have a refresh your your mm. musical ear to mm. to a new sound. Mm. I like to push myself with my musical tastes as well. So you know the this this isn't just jazz there's a deliberate use of atonality and discordant yeah, yeah, yeah. chord structures and things like that that's deliberately abrasive yeah. deliberately unpleasant disorientating i think a lot of it's the application of the schoenhauser uh, he was like a, a a german or austrian uh, composer from the sort of 1930s and he used the something called like whole tones which uh, is like you know each note is one whole tone separate and it's a very kind of like uh, uh, edgy, sort of discordant and sort of um, ominous sort of sound. Like tritone. Uh, the tritone is part of that because you, like say, if you start like a whole, a whole tone scale in E, you go E, F sharp, G sharp, and then A sharp. And A sharp, or B flat, same note, is the tritone to E. Mm. But on the whole tone scale, every, every note has a tritone relationship. So the... F sharp, the next note is C. Uh, so the, the tritone relationship is C, which is the next whole tone up from uh, A sharp. If you know what I mean. So basically, if you if you if you um, if you looked at like a uh, a piano and looked at the white keys, you go C D E. Now the next note normally in, the, in a C major scale would be F, but if you go C D E F sharp, that's your tritone. And then instead of the next note normally would be G. Well, you got a whole, that's a semitone from F sharp. You have to go a whole tone again, so that's G sharp. And the whole thing just sounds um, kind of weird and almost it. But, yeah, sorry, being being musos. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, th there's another... If the guitarist mm. is obsessed with the Doppler effect. Which is what? When the frequency of a of a note changes with distance. Oh so like a, okay. a, a siren. Ah a, right, okay. A, a I thought you were doing something like siren. the like a, a butterfly effect, you know. So, <laughs> so they take the sound of the city, so you know, sounds ah, going off and, yeah, yeah. you know, um, trains yeah, yeah. going overhead, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. So this you know, they're surrounded by discordant yeah, yeah. unpleasant yeah. sounds mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. But going back to your, your original question about how it, it was a attracted to it is, is about I wanted to push my musical mm -hmm. boundaries yeah, yeah. and taste and um, this album certainly does that so I've kind of mentioned before that I, I'm enjoying jazz mm. 
um, you know, obviously like metal, like rock. Yeah. And this is a culmination of all of those influences, but pushed to such an extreme. Yeah. And then, like rammed through this prism of mm. of this brutal city mm. landscape. So I, I I like the I like the overall concept of of yeah. it as well. You know, I I can I can understand it, I can relate to it, I, yeah. I can I can see what this band are trying to achieve, you mm. know. Yeah, I think I mean like I say the the concept, the artwork, even aspects of the sound I, you know, I'm 100% on board with, but I just, I, I think, yeah, I, I struggled with that a little bit. I'm going to listen to it again through headphones, like you suggested. I think that is probably a good way, because I, the last time I listened to it was, um, what day did I listen to it? Yeah, it was at the weekend, and I was listening to it basically sitting here through those speakers, mm-hmm. and um, I think, and you know what, actually, I, thinking about it, if I was listening to this in headphones, walking through the city centre, you know, at night when you see the kind of like the, you know, the various strata of society, it probably would have that kind of, I could, yeah, I, I, I kind of, yeah, I, you could, I could appreciate it there, I think, actually, you know, that, you know, you know, when you're walking along at night and, you know, there's rubbish everywhere and, you know, you get some junkie or some, you know, like piss head, you know, you know, falling around and, you know, I mean, it's, I suppose it's a bit like that video for that, you know, Excelsior. That, that's exactly yeah. what Excelsior is about, yeah, you know, yeah. that this is a guy trying to live the American dream, trying mm. to achieve the American mm. dream, and he's surrounded by, like, snapshots of just terrible human behaviour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I just... I, I noticed that they were supposed to be playing in Glasgow in April. I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen. Uh, they were going to be playing in audio, which is a, a really small venue. Um, I just, I, I'm sort of intrigued how the audience would sort of react because I remember I went to see um, uh, Behemoth with At the Gates. Uh, that must have been January twenty nineteen, I think, and they had another band supporting them, and the name of them just escapes me. But they had a, it was sort of black metal with keyboards, uh, a female keyboard player. And I just remember like the, the whole thing, it, like they didn't seem that they were enjoying playing. And I don't think the audience seemed like they were enjoying listening to them. And, you know, I mean, obviously, because like you're there to see Behemoth and At The Gates, which is a pretty kind of like riff orientated and pretty sort of, you know, both are you know visually striking in their own way behemoth more so obviously um that other band oh god the name just has gone right in my mind i think they were white or something it doesn't matter it, it, it just it, it it was just a sort of like uh like i was gonna say orchestral cacophony but not in the same sense as, as this it was it just you know what i mean it's there, there's nothing here that you can tap your toe to yeah. Or um, nod along to. Yeah. It's confrontational, yeah. carefully constructed noise, yeah, yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched, the, there was a, I think it's Metal Injection, they had some sort of like, uh, like making of album type documentary. Um, and I noticed that, uh, well, it was a guy from uh, Meshuggah, the drummer, Thomas Paka, because one of the tracks has got like kind of uh, taiko drums. Uh, he he was involved in that, but one of the things I thought of was, if if you kind of like zoomed out from that <laughs> that documentary, it could be like classic hipsters talking, like nonsense about coffee type mm. thing. You know the way like because I remember the guy talking about the Doppler effect. You know, yeah, I just was really interested in experiments with the Doppler effect. You know and. <laughs> you know, and then, yes, I was tightening the drum skin, and yeah, we, we you know, you had this timber of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is, I guess, only retentive as jazz musicians get, aren't they? You yeah, know, they're, they're absolutely, yeah. But you know, you what I've seen clips of them live, and the, the bassist, he's obviously got so sorry, a, just to interrupt. So, when you saw the clips of them live, what, what, what was the audience reaction? Was were they seated with the standing? It was, they... it was, a, it was, I think it was the stream of the behemoth. Um, support slot 
Oh, they supported Behemoth, or yeah, yeah. So there was a, a special um, support streaming mm. slot. Oh, I see. Streaming. Ah, got you. Sorry, understood. Right. Yeah. Um, and they had you know incredible yeah. lighting effects and stuff, mm. but there's there's obviously a rhythm that the bassist and a groove the bassist has got mm. on kind of underneath the kind of the, the discordant noise, yeah. and you know he. He kind of boogies away, like yeah. you know, and he puts in these big extravagant bass slaps and, and things like that. So and they're they're, wa- they're wearing the co- the costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if they would kind of like act like you know, like eyes wide shut, you know, stand very sort of still and you know. Uh, the, the bassist moves around. I mean, the, the problem is that the guitarist is also the singer, so oh, okay. he's kind of like stuck, you know, and yeah. just see his hands moving at a kind of mm-hmm. million miles an hour. But they were a, a good live experience mm. and I think they would be absolutely well worth going to see, going to see live because mm. you know? they will take with them you know the addition elements of the additional musicians mm. like they had a trumpet player I think it was they played Excelsior and uh, he, he was incredible you know and uh, kind of almost like Miles Davis type, yeah. type runs and things are, are you familiar with the band uh, Rivers of Nile mm-hmm. yeah you the I, I think I'm suffering from Alzheimer's. I'm forgetting all the names. Uh, the album that uh, I have theirs, um, like, so they're kind of like, uh, like a metal band, a prog- like a progressive technical death metal type band. But one of their albums they had like a, a, a saxophone on, on it, uh, sort of a guest musician, and that totally elevated. The, it was really like um, um, mood, moody and soulful, and really, really. Elevated uh, uh, the music. Why am I talking about this? I can't remember now. Actually, I think. I mean. The, the oh yeah, that sorry. The the, the um, uh, I just wondered like the band the Imperial Triumphant, if actually on a live tour they would have to resort to backing tracks for that. You know, because I don't think they would be making a lot of money you know, to carry. You know, like a piano player. <clears throat> well, I think that's one reason why I'm I'm so intrigued to see them because. Yeah. I think I think they would take elements of that. I don't think it would be the full sound, but mm. at the same time, there's a lot of bands that play almost note perfect to mm. the to the album, and just because they're such good musicians, yeah. you know, and that that's fine. But actually, when you go and see something live, it's good to hear a maybe a different take on it, or yeah, you know, because they're not in the studio a. Stripped down mm. kind of version of yeah. it that's within their kind of technical mm. abilities and yeah. that sort of thing, or you know, trying to make this complex sound mm. work in a different way yeah. live. So, um, do you have like some favorite tracks? Um, so, I'm looking at I'm holding the vinyl record that you brought with us. Um, so, am I right to say that's that's a, a double vinyl album? Yeah. Yeah. So, and is there like two or one song in each side? About that. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they are quite long, long mm-hmm. songs, aren't they? So, did you have a favorite side or a favorite song or? Well, I mean, I'm used to listen to it on 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 C- CD or or mm-hmm. streaming, yeah. you know, from kind of start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I am quite fond of City Swine because mm-hmm. it's just, the last track. Yeah. It's it's just it's just so hard. It's mm-hmm. just so hard. Um. I'm also quite a fan of transmission to. Do you know? It's it's actually difficult picking out a, mm-hmm. a song because we've not spoken about singles or anything. We've spoken about some of the, the videos, but there's an element of of one song sometimes flowing into another as well. Definitely, which, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Atomic. Have you seen the the video of Atomic Age? I it don't. It starts off with the. Barbershop Quartet. Uh, I must have. It's so that's a concept within a concept. So mm. it's about nineteen fifties uh, nuclear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cold War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it starts off with this barbershop quartet, and the video, while this is going on, is is of a very wholesome nineteen fifties wife looking mm. after the house sort of thing, and then it just descends and degenerates into this nightmare mm. nuclear driven 
dystopia um, as as the realization of of what this atomic age and this 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 unleashing of of unholy power actually mm. means to the world and mm. the the part with the Japanese drums you were spoken about was the the context of what happened to Japan. Oh right, okay. Ah, that. So, right, okay. So yeah. you know the, the bomb, the Hiroshima yeah. bombs mm. is the realization of this technology yeah. and this power and this so it becomes this on one aspect you know is a, is an ideal that you know you could power the world for generations off of this technology but the realization of it is what happened in Japan in 1945 yeah. you know so it just this song just starts off with this beautiful barbershop quartet and just slowly descends and generates into this nightmare mm -hmm. vision and again it's that a kind of juxtaposition of, of darkness and light thing going on that's repeated through, kind of through the through the whole album. So, and on top top of these images, you've got the like technical drawings yeah. of you know. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really quite a stunning like, visual element. Have you um a kind of a side note? Um, the the Russians re uh, sort of released a lot of um like previously declassified videos. Um, sort of military videos over the last sort of you know five ten years, and one of them was where they dropped the the biggest nuclear bomb um, ever, and um, I, I can't remember how many megatons or kilotons or whatever it was. But basically, the idea was that they they put a parachute on it, and they gave the pilot of the bomber um, like a fifty percent chance to survive. It, it was one of these things that it could never be like used because the plane had to carry it would be so slow that it would have been shot down, you know, so it could never have been, it could never have been used in an offensive, um, actual military maneuver because the plane itself was too big and too slow. It was really just a kind of, uh, you know, power thing, propaganda thing, but bomb dropped and, um, the plane managed to get about 50 kilometers away from it. But even the shockwaves of the bomb sent the plane, like it dropped like a thousand feet and the, the, the pilot managed to recover. But when you watch it, uh, you know, in that kind of, you know, sort of 1960s sort of, you know, war propaganda type thing. Fucking hell, man. Just, just madness. Yeah. And that, and that's, that madness is all part of, of this, of this Atomic Age song, yeah. you know, it's... So, like, see, for the, like, um, in, you know, what's, like, uh, you know, so you, you must have listened to this what, in the last sort of three months or turn of the year or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had it pretty much from when it was when it was released. So, twenty twenty sort of yeah. Between. So I mean, obviously, like that was the sort of like uh, you know, lockdown. Well, most of twenty twenty was in lockdown. The summer was 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 all right, but from sort of September, all the news got bad again. And so do you think that sort of influenced you? I mean, or was there something you know, work or life? That made you sort of go down this sort of sonic route. Or? No, I would have, I would have, have dug into this mm. regardless mm -hmm. of, of yeah. current circumstances. I mean that that message of of kind of political dystopian things is relevant for kind of any age really, you know. So yeah. I I would have I would have picked this up out with mm. this. I, th I think though it's it's a perfect soundtrack for what's going on just now I mm. think there's certainly elements that kind of reflect the frustration and mm. and the you know the, the political pressure and things that we're, we're all all feeling just now and I think that it is a kind of perfect kind of soundtrack for for that are there any bands that like having now gone down this um, you know taking this sort of tangent to what we could sort of call the, the sharky meat and potatoes of sort of Slayer and Motorhead and yeah the idea would there be other bands that you now sort of piqued your interest from this or uh, we're still sort of early days in this kind of I mean there was there was a band let me get the pronunciation Rancy Pisezu uh, who are uh, not quite as off the wall as mm. this but you know they're I think they're they're certainly on take elements of this yeah. the, the heavy heaviness of mm. of them um 
I, I mean, I, I think this is they're such a unique sound. It's difficult to really compare them to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you enter? I think it's probably. I mean, I think even people who like really like this, it's a case of uh, you know, um, you know, a little goes a long way type thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's not. I'm not sure. It's like, uh, you know, I couldn't listen to this like, like play after play. I don't no. think it. It. it it's. Um, no, it's it's a it's, it's, it's a jarring. Yeah, it's it, it it's a one listen thing yeah. now and again to get almost get it out of your system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> oh, the, the word escapes me. Forget. Almost like a cathartic sort Cathar- of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, like uh, like <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> what what are what are those um, <laughs> the thing you give somebody to make them shit themselves? Laxative. Laxative. <laughs> I remember. Just laxative. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. You know, the, the reason I'm laughing is that I always remember, like, when we were kids at school, like, um, like it was kind of like a, a prank on one of the kids. I, I forget his name. I'm sure it was. I forget his surname, but I remember his first name was Barry. Um, one of the guys gave Barry a, a sweetie, inverted commas, but turned out to be a laxative. <laughs> The poor guy Long day for that guy. The poor guy was scared to move for the rest of the day. <laughs> just remember his face. I'll never forget that. You know, just like, you know, it was almost like a cartoon. His face started just drawn. <laughs> a bead of sweat trickling down his brow. Yeah. How am I going to get on? <laughs> so, was there aspects of the of this album that you enjoyed at all? I don't know if enjoy is is that like for even when I listened to it. <coughs> I think it's it's uh, holistically it's probably I I, I sort of <coughs> struggle because uh, you know um you know in, in my kind of like meat and potatoes type way of listening to music I I, I do I, I I like I like music which is technical or has some sort of technical aspect to it but it's not critical but I do like it I like something that's got a like a, a sort of a hook and even um like when I you know, when I was younger, I, I really liked quite long songs. Now I tend to prefer um, more uh, succinct songs, I suppose. So I can I like aspects of a lot of the songs on this album, but as kind of, it, 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 for most of the, for most of it, it just felt like there was like in one song there was parts of three or four different songs. If that makes sense, so there was like one bit you'd have kind of a, you know, a pretty you know, like smooth kind of jazz bit. Then you'd have this kind of like, uh, you know, sort of cuffin kind of sound, which, you know, has definitely got its time and place. And then there would be a bit where there was kind of, uh, you kind of felt, oh, we're kind of developing a bit of a groove here and we started hooking something and then it would, we would change something else. I just felt like, uh, for me, um, it was just, it, it, it just a, it kind of lacked a kind of, a hook that could sort of pull you in. That's that. Yeah, I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. It it requires a lot of work of the listener. It does, yes. and you need to persevere. Yeah. With with this, because I was kind of saying before that as 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 metal, particularly if you listen to a lot of metal, you hear guitars and think mm. right, that's where my hook's going to come from, but not necessarily with this. Mm. The Guitar is often doing this jagged, mm. atonal thing, um, but then underneath that you've got the drums doing these most incredible fills, yeah. um, and the, the, the bass line wandering, yeah. and sometimes it's the, 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 the drums that tie the music down, sometimes it's the bass depending on, on kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you have to start reaching out almost through the music, yeah. looking for your ear to yeah. to be able to hook onto. And I found the other two musicians mm. is where is often where you find it. The bedrock, yeah. And 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 I think that's the clever yeah. interplay between the three musicians is that absolutely sometimes you get these killer riffs. And that's you know your 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 tunes into that kind of immediately, and that's my hook right there. And then, and then, but sometimes you've got this just crashing blast of of heaviness for for a couple of minutes, and 
there's nothing really like you say for groove or yeah. the the initial listens to to get your head around your ear onto, but with repeated listens, you know, the drums are doing that. I think um, after know. after the we, we finish this podcast, I'm gonna play you um, the Shining and uh, some songs from the that their kind of most famous album, Black Jazz. They kind of went more. Um, they kind of got more kind of like cock rocker actually at that, but I think that will probably be a nice halfway house, and I think you'll like really like that. And also play you the uh, boring club der Gore, um, for this kind of like cinematic background death jazz. Um, for me, I yeah, I'm glad that I've listened to it because I was really intrigued. And yes, that is a toilet flushing in the background. <laughs> um, uh. No reference to the music, of course, but um, yeah, I'm not. I, I, I. This is a challenging listening for 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 anybody. Oh, Even if you are into the most avant-garde of yeah, yeah. Of, of jazz, yeah. this is a difficult album, yeah. and this is an album that, as a listener, yeah. you have to work quite hard. Yeah, quite hard, but that is the reward yeah. in it. That I think possibly a lot of music. Is a little bit disposable, yeah. And you know, it's just even some he- the heavier stuff. It's you know, on in the background, and that's fine. This, but this, this, you have to pay attention. Have to, to. pay attention, and it hundred percent is um um uh, visually orientated. I can definitely see this working like brilliant in a kind of you know, like a Martin Scorsese type movie. You know, I mean, I know he kind of uses like kind of classic songs, but. In uh, you know what would you see? I don't know if they're making a sequel to the Joker, but that would fit in right there. Uh, yes, exactly, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's the that's exactly the you know the the, the vibe that yeah. the, these guys are 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 going for, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Because you know Gotham City is you know maybe reflective of a bit of New York yeah. and a bit of Boston, I think. Isn't it? Uh, Chicago, Chicago. I, I mean, I think Chicago, um, sorry, like yes. the, the, the the Dark Knight sort of movies from the two thousands and the sort of two and the two thousand tens. They they used Chicago mm-hmm. principally for the yeah. because Chicago yeah. is the um uh, is the the famous American architect Frank Lloyd Wright said Chicago is the true American city because the Boston and New York were the immigrant cities and like Los Angeles and San Francisco were not yet developed. Chicago is the true American, uh, you know, heartland type city, and I've been to Chicago, and it's it's a pretty cool city. Having said that, when you go downtown in Chicago at night, and this is now nearly fifteen, no, it's more than fifteen years ago. Um, Chicago at night, like downtown, is kind of a weird place because you know not many people live there, and if they do, they live about thirty stories above the ground, mm. <laughs> you know. So whereas you know like downtown like like you know central london or like downtown glasgow you're kind of there's quite a lot sort of happening because people tend to you know particularly at the weekends um chicago at night we found it like there was not many bars to go to um and of course in america i don't know why you do you guys do this like every time you order a drink you have to give a tip you know which <laughs> for british people is is um a little bit, a little bit tricky, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's in- interesting to say that about the the American city. I mean, I've never been to New York, so no, I. I'm going to presume there's elements of that replicated in 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 New York, where people don't necessarily live on ground level, but maybe higher up in the tenements and things like that, and high rises. Yeah. Um. So the, the part of the concept of 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 Alphaville comes from the 1965 film, uh, John Luke Goddard film, with that name, and mm. it's a dystopian kind of sci-fi mm. film about a undercover agent yeah. searching for a f- kind of fellow agent that's, that's gone yeah. missing. Um, and... It's a nineteen sixties. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a nineteen sixties mm. film, um, and it's it was, it was it was filmed in Paris, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because I think I think the word like Alpha and well, Ville is the French word for city, and Alpha is um, like um, 
is like uh, kind of like like a superlative word, like a uh, super uber, like maximal. Um, and yeah, the, the, sort of the concept of the whole band sort of ties ties back into this this thing of of this like constant un, undercurrent with you know more well-off people kind of yeah, it's, being... It's a, it's a clash of everything. It's a yeah. clash of, 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 of groups of society. Exactly, of yeah. Sound, that, that's what I was trying to say. It's yeah, a, yeah. You know, it's the, it's the, you know, the, the rubbish truck picking up you know, the glass bottles at the same time as yeah. the, you know, the sirens are going off and the, you know, the, the subways trundling underground and you know, the, you know, the, yeah. the other trains going overhead or whatever or you know, yeah, yeah, and the, the taxi drivers, you know, pumping their horns, and you know, somebody's shouting yeah. obscenities, and you know, at the same time, somebody's playing classical music through the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, and I think without visiting the the these states, it's maybe a little hard to kind of relate to that because you know, Edinburgh particularly in is quite an open green there's a bit of city noise but it's not yeah, quite it's, that intense no I guess. it doesn't have that kind of uh yeah it's not yeah exactly it's not so intense yeah um so uh, yeah i don't know i mean I, th- I suppose the closest kind of european equivalent would be i don't know like you know M- moscow or i'm just you know uh like maybe parts of London even London doesn't have that sort of super intense feel um, uh, yeah probably probably something like Moscow or but anyway let's let's wrap that up there Sharpie so next episode we're going to be listening to um, uh, another very contemporary and absolutely full-on band which I am a massive fan of um, we're going to listen to 3T and their latest album Meta War. Are you excited to listen to that? I am quite excited. Yeah. This this is a, a band I've heard quite a lot about. Yeah. Didn't know a whole lot about them before this. Mm. So yeah, again, kind of quite excited to just discover something new, a new sound. Yeah. Um, Another kind of visual band as well. Like the visual element. Is I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to going through that and and kind of picking that apart a little bit and, and discovering that and kind of seeing what, what, what those guys are all about. Yeah, I think it's, uh, if you haven't checked it out, maybe you have a listen and then when you listen to us, uh, well, when we release our next uh, podcast, which will be podcast number six or seven, I think. We are not very good at math, so we, we, we struggle with these sort of things. But um, when it comes to deep conversation, well, I think we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Adios.